Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. Murph, I... <laughs> That's great timing. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I'm your host, Chase Bunk. I wanted to keep a straight face, but I feel like... People would think I'm actually just deaf and not paying attention to it. I'm your host, Chase Bunker. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show. Um, we have uh, my shoutcasting event. We have Murph to head a little game jam. But first, let's talk about talk to our panel. He is the half-Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. One name to rule them all is Murph Murphy. How's it going, guys? And player four, it's Daniel Clegg. Hi, friends. Thank you guys very much for joining us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or watching us live on our Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash kbhspike, or just listening to us via podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Uh, like I said, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, um, including shoutcasting, new Hearthstone, Merce indie game. But um, first, I want to say, we we talked about it for a little bit. This is, in fact, Curtis's last show. Um so I'm going to say this, and when you guys get your own final episode, I will give you a heartfelt message as well. Um, if you've if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard that Curtis and I have been friends for borderline 25 years, close to that. Um, he's been very supportive of every project that I've done, and I've always tried to get him involved with it, whether it was building a bot, bot, battle bot, making a game, the original League of Legends podcast... Um, He's been able to do that, and what's even more impressive is that um, it's the it's I think it's the number one fear in America is that he has a crippling fear of public public speaking, and I wouldn't have to I wouldn't know that's like, but if it's anything like me holding a spider, like that's horrible. Um, so not to mention that he's just like that, yeah. And so um, besides the fact that he's had that, he's done that with for 55 episodes and two panels maybe three I'll, I'll still see how much i can bribe him to go to the third one um yeah, yeah maybe so, maybe so i want to say um it's been a pleasure my friend and you can always come back anytime i know you got bigger and better projects to do but um as always i appreciate you for coming on and so of course with someone who has a big fear of public speaking i'm going to put a big ass spotlight on you sweet all right, so um, we had lots to talk about. Let's, let's start off with um, my shoutcasting event that um, – oh, hey, cool. Speaking of which, I just had my people plug me in. Um, I just had to talk to my rep. Uh, I got into the Rocket League shoutcasting event for UCF's gaming night, and um, as if you saw on Twitter and if you well, saw on Facebook, what's up? So, Chase, I'm going to step in here as the audience surrogate. What is shoutcasting? Shoutcasting is essentially the, the video game version of the sports play-by-play guy. Like, I'm the guy that tells you what's going on, what's happening, who's on the 50-yard line, who's going to pass it to the other guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera except in okay. video game form. Would you say you're the John Madden of esports? I did bring up, like, I had a few John Madden moments. Like where okay, I said, right. the best team that gets the the team that gets the best shots gets into the goal will win the game, and I just like what? Oh man, that's yeah, how that works? Yeah, and so I I had a few of those moments where I was just like, Ugh. the the videos will be up soon. I just gave them to my guy. They're gonna be uploading onto the Gaming Nights website. But um, if you paid attention on Twitter and on Facebook, you would see that a lot of things changed. It was supposed to be going on at two o'clock. Apparently. UCF Student Union had essentially daisy-chained their way with their electricity to where it's plug into the wall, a uh, surge protector into the wall, surge protector plugged into that surge protector, and it kept continuing. Oh, yeah. And so... That'll work. Yeah, and so Gaming Nights, they were like, this isn't going to work. And they said, I could put them on blast because I'm not affiliated with Gaming Nights at all. They, they invited me at least, and, they, and so I can put UCF on blast all I want. Um, and they said it's not going to work, and UCF's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Power goes out. Like, sections of well, power. engineering school. Yeah. And I actually heard that like th we're like one of the worst engineering schools out there, actually. I've heard that, granted. 
Um, <laughs> even though Harris own like has a building there. Um, yeah. So that goes out, and then they didn't. They don't open up the servers for internet, and so a lot of people can't connect to the internet. So what was supposed to start at two o'clock ends up starting at five thirty. So oh God. And wow. be- between that time, I can't play video games because I got to be ready for all this. So my right, girlfriend's sure. there. She's she managed to beat all the raids in that meantime. So and um, Hearthstone. So she's ma- she's getting her game time in. I'm not. And I felt bad because eventually <laughs> they said, um, they eventually said, if you're not here for a tournament, you have to shut off your rig. Or leave, and it's like, ooh, like I know that, like it went from a three hundred plus crowd to about one fifty plus, and it's like, ooh, that's that's unfortunate. Like, so I felt bad for them in that aspect. But then the other big change, if you went onto Twitch.tv/slash/kbhspike, you saw nothing because it was eventually going to go to gaming nights, and I was not. That was my one issue with that, but everything else went smoothly. I accidentally made some inappropriate references. And well, you'll accidentally. see. There was a guy. Na- okay, I'm gonna give you one, and I didn't catch this. My girlfriend did when she said um, when she found this out. There was a character named One Night Stand, but night with a K. And I apparently said, and I quote, "One Night Stand is taking advantage of his opportunity and slips it in." Oh. And uh-huh. so it's okay. like, oh, that's gonna be. That's gonna be. That's well, harsh. with a name like that, he's almost asking yeah. for the comments, right? Well, then there was uh, our, yeah. As a as an overarching comment, um, they had technical issues similar to this um, at the World Championships at BlizzCon. Yeah. So this is a a consistent thing at any sort of you know esports tournament or gathering where there's always technical hurdles to get over, right? Yeah. It's interesting yeah. to see the different versions of it that crop up and and a lot of them. I guess I'm I'm backing up to a more general concept here. Um, there are a lot of companies now that just specialize in setting up these sort of esports broadcast events where they'll come in and make sure your your internet's going to support it, your streaming capacity is there, the power isn't yeah. just daisy chains, uh, power strips, right? But that was the thing that baffled right. me was the fact that like you somehow like like you've had lands before, but for some reason you think that like daisy chaining all these things. Granted. They could be lying to me. Like, let, I'll, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, I could be, you know, being hornswoggled and saying, like, oh, but, like, you know, they messed it up. But, like, man, the the present, like, the the Gaming Nights present just put them on blast. Like, whew. You know, it's one thing if I do it, you do it. Whew. Let's not be surprised if you get put in a smaller room next time. Well, I mean, but that's that's a pretty big oversight, in my opinion. Some of those things are very simplistic, common sense type deals from a tech support uh yeah that's pretty uh, I'm, I'm just gonna be mean here pretty stupid um you know the, the basic of it is you don't want to overload you know electrical circuits right yeah it's a pretty common thing you put it on multiple things so you have multiple sources of power i'm yeah. sorry that's that's pretty dumb yeah internet I, i'm not really i guess the proper term is i'm not fluent with like internet lingo and internet jargon but unless it's like you know leet idk all that stuff but um like the servers and just like not getting the right there's not getting like enough people in on an ethernet like i feel like that's a little bit like is ucf able to fix that part too well here's the question is did you need access to the actual internet or was it all running on the lan so that's the question. If if all of it was running on offline or on a local network, it would be a completely different story. But if all of it needs to connect to the network, it's a combination of the connection equipment uh, and what they're using for the overarching system. You might be overloading one specific area where it cannot handle that kind of load. Okay. So. All right. So. Yeah. Um, I'll, again, I'll let you. That's a super simplistic yeah but i mean also university internet is just notoriously bad just i i disagree it's actually notoriously good like it should be good like my upload speed was incredible mm -hmm. i think i've I've definitely seen places where there's like the actual it people who know that like people want to use consoles and people want to game and then there's some people like university i've heard like oh we just block all the steam ips because Mm -hmm. 
eats up so much, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, when I was in school, all the Blizzard uh, download oh, IPs were blocked, so you couldn't update, you know, World of Warcraft or StarCraft or whatever. Right. Couldn't do it. Had to find, uh, uh, so what know, did you do? Torrents. Did you have to, like, go to Starbucks or websites. something? To update? No, you just had to find alternate websites rather than the official uh, the official streams, you know? Wow, okay. Um, Murph, <laughs> you had a game jam because you couldn't say hi yes. to me. Um, what game did you make and oh, like yeah, how was yeah, it in sorry. general? So, before I start, this is the Global Game Jam, and I want to make a, a big shout-out to uh, Kunal Patel, uh, Jack Hinkle, uh, Dr. Peter Smith, and Nicole Penn, who basically organized this thing uh, and made it possible so that us and maybe probably a hundred other people could make a game in Orlando. And also shout out to Gods and Monsters who provided the venue, which is, I guess, a, a, like a card slash gaming store in the Arlington Square Mall. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gaming Nights. Big, it's I'm not a cool mm-hmm. person. Yeah, but anyway. But, so, yes. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, a game jam is where you have 48 hours or some preset amount of time to uh, to make a game, and I went with my wife and a couple friends, and we we cranked out Little Witch MD, uh, which that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it it's very 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 cute, and it's kind of this memory game where you're a, a tiny witch who's a doctor, but not a witch doctor. Uh, she went to medical school, damn it. And, uh, <laughs> and you basically monsters come to you hurt, and you cast a spell to cure them. And you kind of have to memorize the spells that you use to cure the monsters, so you have to use the same spell consistently. Um, and it's kind of this memory game, and it, it's and we we did it. There's a there's a um, one of the sponsors of the jam was uh, I, th- I think it was called Seco, which was the the basically the um, oh gosh, I'm a terrible person, uh, cerebral palsy. Uh, charity, and they wanted you to make a game that someone with who had cerebral palsy could play. And one of the idea things in that is you have things that they can take their time, preferably with one hand with very forgiving controls. So that was one of our goals as well. So this is not this is not a hardcore game. Uh, this is not a game that I would I would play myself. But uh, we had a lot of fun making it. I, I think, and anyone who ever wants to make a game. A, a game, I would definitely seek out a game jam because you, you can do it there. So right. can I ask a question uh, in regards sure. to game jam? How experienced uh, do you need to be in order to participate in a game jam? So you need to know how to like turn on a computer, but there were definitely people who were like, we never made a game before and we wanted to learn, and so we came and we made something. Okay, and the, cool. And I mean, there were industry veterans as well, like people who had been working at like EA... Like mm-hmm. or we're currently working at EA, like people who you know did it for a living, and like even people who didn't know how to do like computers, you know who some of the most requested people were for that in that at that game jam were the people who could write music. Hmm, that's interesting because, because like there was probably like maybe three or four people in the entire thing who could carry a tune and. Uh, <laughs> All the games needed music, so they were very, very busy. In demand, sure. Yeah. Jeez. And again, after that, artists, because yep. you know, people need assets. You need assets, and assets are time-consuming, and not everyone can draw. I can't draw, so... I so, just... so how, how are the games coded if people aren't necessarily code... Uh, so knowledge. generally, like so, generally, either you you learn how to do it, or you you team up with someone who kind of has an inkling on how to do but it. And, it, it. It's not something like C plus plus, right? Because you can't teach some of that in a session. Uh, so generally, no. But we like I did mine in Game Maker, which is kind of has its own coding script. Uh, I was helped my, my my wife also programmed that as well. She she was one of the people who learned that weekend. Uh, a lot of, excuse me. A lot of people do stuff in Unity, which is either JavaScript or C Sharp, and you can. Oh, excuse me. There's tons of tutorials uh, out there on the internet where you can just learn how to play or to do Unity essentially. Uh, but there's there's plenty of there's tons of just tools out there for if you just want to make a game like Twine, you can make a really easy text based adventure game with like zero programming experience. 
Hmm. Uh, I mean, you're limited to like you know text-based stuff, but you can also like throw images on there. But it's fine. Like you can make a really cool game. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Go uh, Global Game Jam 16. If you Google it, you'll find that. And I was at the Orlando location. All right. Is yeah. there a place Sounds where fun. we can oh, yeah. play your game? Yes. Locky Murph, L-O-C-K-E-M-U-R-P-H dot itch, I, so itch dot I-O. Okay. And you can play actually all of my games there. Including Winnie the Pooh Home Run Derby? Yes. yes. Winnie the Pooh home, right. uh, home, home Run Derby, a game about <laughs> running in home. All right. That's cool. We'll check that out. Actually, speaking of EA, like apparently EA donated some games at the video game event. And they had like this raffle on. Like the raffle before that, I lost. Um, this is completely irrelevant, anyway. Um, but don't I don't care. Um, <laughs> the the Amazon had a raffle before that, and both raffles were like the number either before or after mine. So I'm like, crap! I missed out on uh... I missed out on a five dollar gift card to Amazon, but I did win their trivia, which was nice. <laughs> um, and then oh man. So when the actual raffle came, they were like, all right, so we're going to give away some of these new games. It's Madden, FIFA, Battlefront, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Uh, let's see. And, like, I'm getting ready and everything, and all of a sudden, like, I'm the first one that gets called. So I'm just, like, running across the room going, and, like, like, literally <laughs> holding that note, like, the entire way over there. And I saw, so I was like, all right, so it's all PS4 and Xbox One, which I have neither of those, except for one PC game. And that game was Sims 4. And I said, nope. And so I immediately just grabbed Battlefront oh, for geez. Xbox One. I was like, all right, roommate, since I, since you've given me, you know, a bunch of Boise State stuff and uh, pre-sequel, <laughs> and I only got you two bags of Lifesaver gummies and a 24-pack of... of uh, Dr. Pepper, here's at least a decent present now, finally. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Nice. All right. So, actually, it, speaking of giving away games, did you guys hear about the Saints Row ISO that was released officially by THQ? No. Yeah, that was interesting. No. So, it was an unfinished game, right, Merv? Or yes. a prototype. Right. So, I think they were, so they were trying to, I think, port. Saints Row 2 to the either the PSP or the Vita. I, think I it heard was it was a completely independent game. I, I think that's where I... Well, it was a prototype, so they didn't... like That was like where, where they were trying to get to eventually. But So basically, there's a, either it was an independent game or a Saints Row 2 port. Uh, but they were trying to get it on PSP or Vita. They just abandoned it because they're like, alright, this is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just dropped the, uh, the ISO... On I think um, Mega sixty four or something like that, I or unfinished on just, on just some upload site. Wow. Okay. Well, it was it's a it's a specific site that's used for kind of allowing people to try unfinished games and kind of see why they didn't necessarily uh, do it. The weird part though is you need a PSP emulator or you need a special software on your PSP in or order to a hat. It. Correct. So uh, that's Which apparently everyone has, but no. Yeah, uh, speak for yourself. I don't have one, but yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh. interesting. So, oh. all right. So, um, that's it. Yeah, it yeah, is. Saints Row Undercover is what it's called. Like, I'm kind of surprised that they did that, but then again, like it's Saints Row, so I, they made the quote America Gun and Dubstep Gun. So I wouldn't put it past them. They seem like yeah. cool dudes. Yeah, they actually they do. So I mean. Not to derail here, but, uh, you know, what games would you like to see other companies do this with? I mean, there's a lot of relatively high-profile games that were prototyped. and oh, uh, Starcraft Ghost. Um, yeah, that yeah, was the first Starcraft one that came Ghost. to my mind, too. Uh, Peter Molyneux's BC came to mind, too. I'd be interested in seeing Oh, yeah, I remember that's that. That's right, that was going to be a What game. exactly that was. That I think was there was a... I like how Clegg like was so quick game. on Starcraft Ghost as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is one of the most well-known, uh, unfinished, unreleased, canceled games, right? So, the the other one that came to mind is there is a game that um, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was Beyond Good it, and Evil Two? Uh, no, that that still might happen. You never know. That might. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> like I'm been on Half Life Three coming out before that game. Like that's, that's how much little faith. I the have. Last Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I can't um, we didn't think of Half-Life 3 earlier. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, was a uh, Victorian-era Batman game that came out just a little bit before. Uh, oh. Victorian-era? Yeah, and really? it's supposed to be you were hunting Jack the Ripper. Who's the Joker, I guess. Uh, yeah, or something, but it was very interesting looking, very unique. I don't know if that's actually... You might be able to already play that one. I'm not sure. It's like a steampunky Batman. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly uh, what it was. Very di- interesting. You could, I'm sure you could find... I think it was called Batman Gaslight was the name of the game. Hmm. Uh, you'd have to check me. I'm not that sure. That sounds about right, because um, I think Gaslight Batman hmm. is the... Um, if I remember from my Infinite Crisis information, Gaslight Batman is the steampunky Batman. Okay, so yeah, that's that's what I believe it was, but again, I'm not sure. Yeah, interesting, very interesting. Hmm. Um, all right, so in honor of Curtis's farewell, what it, I ask, I'm gonna pose this question, and I think I have I have the number one answer, but what is the <laughs> saddest farewell in video games, movies, and TV show history? Am I go? Am I? What's that? Oh, and anime. Speaking of, I saw. But, okay, I'll, I'll talk about my joke I saw in a second. If I go all right. in on either David Tennant's final episode of Doctor Who oh, or oh, yeah. Bye Bye Butterfree, do I have oh. probably the top two answers? <laughs> oh, wow. Do no. I have the top two I think answers? One of those is way sadder than the other one i don't know that butterfree uh, that butterfree episode <laughs> that one was rough uh as a kid that one is incredibly rough because that's like the first pokemon ash catches right I'm sure yeah. yeah what about so can i may i posit one of the the angel variety <laughs> uh season five this, uh when fred dies Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't know this show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about Angel as in a not the character Angel, so it took no, me no, a no. second. Oh, you're talking yeah, about the show was... Angel, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. That I never watched is... it. No, Chris Angel. I believe it. <laughs> I guess that one in my mind is slightly lessened because that thing kind of is hanging out for a while. Right. And that that kind of deadens the blow in a way. Um, can we also talk about the obvious one with Wash from Serenity? Yeah, that's too sudden, though. It wasn't really a farewell so much as a as a an instant a- a- absence, right? Have you guys gone? Have yeah. you guys watched Full Metal Alchemist? I was going to say the ending of yeah. Full Metal Alchemist. No, I that granted, I haven't mind. seen, I've, I've never watched fully. I just know the Nina Tucker story. One. Yeah, that one's pretty rough. That one uh, is is probably one of the worst ones. Another pretty bad one is, um, Spike course, dying. Uh, yeah, Spike dying in Cowboy Bebop. And the last things you see on the screen is See You Later, Cow- Space Cowboy. No, it's someone, no, it's, no. In the final episode, it's someone's got to carry that weight. And it's the only time that they ever changed uh, that. Yeah, and it's just that one. That one was pretty rough. Um, gosh, Isn't it I'm funny how an, a lot of anime seem to be high up on this yeah. list just because they tend to be very uh, emotion driven? Can we go with shows? death as well? And uh, in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, death, death, death Note. Although I think everything after that is not as good. I think L's death was pretty was pretty traumatic. Mm, sure. Oh. I saw I a picture, by the way. It said... I, I oh, it come on, Murph. I know you're a hipster anime watcher. But... No, come on, guys. That show is not good. <laughs> oh, like, come, come on. Yeah, on. You're crazy. It's very good. I, I, I think oh. that show is actually pretty decent. Man, all right. Argue, I would argue a point there. Oh, it is... I, I think it's more than decent. I want to pause for I a second. Oh. And I saw a photo <laughs> of... It was like one of those little like, things that like you pull down the handle and it says, like, the cow goes, moo. The the cat goes meow. The dog goes Edward. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Can we can we go with also uh, um, what the Green Mile? Ooh. Where that uh, where uh, what is his name? I can't remember the Michael guy's Clark name. Duncan. Um, yes. What is his character? I forget name, his though? character's name. Uh, I John was gonna Coffin. say John Coffin. 
I was going to say for movies, like, can we say that probably number three is Paul Walker at the end of... Only because I question what you already have number one and two in mind? Yes. Wait, for Paul movies? Walker... Are we talking... Wait, Paul Walker in the end of what? At the end of uh, Furious Fast 7. Furious, right? It's seven? Oh, all right. They're, okay, guys. Like, is that... Okay, can we say that that's a solid three? It is sad. It, it, no, it what are you crazy. talking about? Have you seen that movie? No. Then there, you can't there's say no anything. Any, I'm. There's no way that I know for a fact that there's no way that Fast and Furious Seven has any emotional depth. There's a there's a car that flips other cars, guys. Come on. Wait, isn't that isn't that six? I, that okay, might be six. Sure. Does it matter? Yes, a little. Because the emotional toll. It. What are you? Oh my God! Really? Um, okay. Murph, give us give us a better one. Give though. us number give three. Us give us number three. The entire history of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Murph Murphy, everyone. Uh, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of what other sad. I can't think of anything. Josh Hartnett at the end of Pearl Harbor. No one. Jack in Titanic. No. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've... Oh, boy. I do have a solid Ooh. one and two, though, correct? Like, those are probably, like, the two most, most emotional, inflicting ones in Doctor Who I, I, and... I disagree with the Butterfree one, but the Doctor Who one, uh, yeah, that one's pretty pretty uh, gut-wrenching. Uh, that to... one specifically, because I could also see that the actor didn't want to stop playing the role. No, he didn't. Right? Uh, no, I think he really did. Paul Walker. Stop <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker. Paul Talking no, Doctor Who. All right. Uh, I got. I got another one for you guys. Uh, the Mist. I oh, hated oh, that oh, ending. When the characters. That yeah, wasn't like. That I wasn't sad. I was just more angry. That's an yeah, angry was... ending. But <laughs> it's it's laced with the heavy dose. Of oh, sadness. okay. That's no, I got. Right, I got one. A you're solid. Sad that he ruined it two minutes go, before go it turned ahead. out okay. Yeah. Um, the end of Dark Knight Rises, where Alfred is saying, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry," and he's crying. Like I think oh, like, yeah, that's that was... the reason why it's sad, because my cocaine sells it. My cocaine is a really yeah. It, it, and I did say was, my cocaine. Yeah, is uh, my cocaine was kind of the soul of those movies in a yeah. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to let you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're gonna be a little contrarian here. Oh, I'm that, sorry. I'm emotionless, Murph. I only know the feelings of cynical and I'm hipster. Not saying, look, I, I, okay. You're fine. You're fine. Please, I'm just uh, saying. I like it's gonna. It takes a little more than Dark Knight Rises and Fast and Furious Seven. Okay, let's let's think of. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm such a badass. I've never cried at a movie, like. Uh, last movie you cried in. Here. Like, let's be honest. Last Dude, movie last, you cried in. Last movie I cried in. Mad Max Fury. Re- no, because <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful. It's so, oh, <laughs> witness me. <laughs> the first guy jumped off the thing. Oh God, that's so beautiful. Um, that's my life. God, let me. Because I, I like, honestly like last year was really bad for me in movies. Like I just didn't see. I saw like three. Yeah. Um, what about the last general that you just? I'm trying. Like I'm honestly trying to remember. Uh, give me, give me half a minute. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will, I will, I will come up with something just to prove that I am not a heartless bastard. Oh, okay. I was gonna say soulless, but that works too. What about uh, TV here? Because we have a lot. We got Doctor Who. We got I mean, Doctor Who. We got Pokemon. A lot of. Other- like, Matt Smith's ending was sad as well, but it wasn't, like, as emotionally inflicting as it was with David Tennant. Uh, I'm trying to think of characters that, like, died in TV shows. That There's always know. Walking Dead in uh, Game of Thrones. I've never watched any of them, but I know that they have a lot of characters that died. Yeah, but I, I always felt those characters, I'm going to be mean here, yeah, died yeah. unceremoniously, with the exception of maybe Dale from Season 2. Uh, being one of the first major party members to get released your party. Uh, see, that's the problem. You're, the way you're talking about Walking Dead, you just used a video game term there. Yeah, I, I know, <laughs> I know, but like that's kind of how it is. Though. All right, that's what you I know? like. And that's, yeah. that's 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 that how takes... about Ned Stark 
from Game of Thrones. Uh, See, it was Sean Bean, so we automatically knew he was going to die. (laughs) It's true. We knew it was coming, both because... Like, the the fact that he has his own TV show right now, like, I'm waiting for the episode that he actually just dies halfway through the season, and it's actually somebody else. I've talked about this before, but they had a great funnier die episode where it was him talking to the directors about like when he was going to die. And he's like, Oh, so I'm going to type in this computer and acid's going to shoot out of it. And I'm going to die. Right. Right. And then he's like, That's my no, 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 thing. You're just going to type in the computer. He's like, okay, I'm not really feeling this. Maybe, uh, you know, promise should fall from the ceiling and get and kill me. And he goes on and on. And then finally at the end, they're like, okay, so we just heard from the producers and piranhas are going to fall from the city. It's like, finally, now we're getting somewhere. Guys. <laughs> You guys understand my process. <laughs> I want to make a disaster movie, and it's like I want there to be like one room, like where like this one building gets flooded, and just one random cameo of Sean Bean. They're like, "Oh, hey, it's Sean Bean. Hey, wave comes in, crushes Sean Bean. That's his only scene. It cost me twenty thousand dollars to do that." But you know what? Probably do it too. Like I did. Why? Super proud of his death count. It's like what was it? It was um Hatchet. Like Hatchet had Robert England in it, and he was literally in it for like less than five minutes, and he (laughs) dies in like the opening minute. Uh, we could also talk about uh what is his name? Um, Breaking Bad. uh, I never seen it. Don't 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 because I never seen it. No 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 no. I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about Godzilla, where the actor I can't think of his name right. Oh, Michael Cranston. Oh, okay. Matthew Broderick? No. 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 Cranston. New. Cranston. Whatever. (laughs) Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. uh, Dies in like the first 30 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I was thinking like. such a prominent part of the trailers. Everyone thought he was the main character. Yeah. Yeah. That was was kind of a bait and switch there, wasn't it? Yeah. It really was. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That was an unexpected farewell is what that was. Um, So I'm looking. Oh, okay. So. Have you played I'm Tales thinking, of the Borderlands yet, Murph and Plague? I'm thinking up here. Up is. Oh god. I, I think up is not. It's kind of oh. cheating. Oh, that yeah, that is. That's, that's, that's cheating. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh. First, the first, no, that's not cheating. That's a really sad yeah. opening to a gosh. This is really from, sad. I only knew that woman for five so, minutes, and I saw her entire really, life flash before really my eyes. Really quickly, I want to. I want to have an anecdote here because Clegg. Right. Chase and I worked in the same movie theater when yes, Up came out, and so we oh, had to watch that felt. intro because we had to hand out the 3D glasses like every oh, day, man. and it was awful. Like I would sit there and I'd be like, "Don't cry, don't cry." And after a while, I just got desensitized to it. But the first four or five times I watched, I was like, "I can still oh, sing God. Adventure is out there like word for word. It's ridiculous. Oh my God, <laughs> like, so many times." One time the, the audio theater. cut out and the, the the cleanup staff was singing the song. <laughs> singing the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Up is cheating. That's... Gosh. I think that that might be... number. If In terms of movies, that might be number one. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I kind of want to... I don't want to say... I, I think Birdman might have got me to sniffle in terms of just the last movie that did. But I don't think mm. that's... That, that's no I, Up. Really yeah, it's way. no Another Up. one for you guys. Fry's dog in Futurama. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, yes. that was a sad episode. Oh, for sure. That and the Seven Leaf Clover. Yours, Murph, yours wasn't just pure sadness like Up was. Yours is also laced with a bit of what the hell is happening in this movie. <laughs> no, so there's a lot of confusion mixed in with sadness. Yeah. What about Fry's dog? The gosh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, that was pretty rough too. Opening yeah. with his mom. Oh yeah. I don't so, think I've. So anecdote, I thought this was like I was we were I didn't for some reason I thought that was a preview, so I was like, when is this movie gonna start? <laughs> I thought like because this is a movie about like green aliens and, and uh-huh. explosions, and then I'm like, oh, well, this is some kind of trailer for some kind of indie movie, right? Uh, nope. I, I got another one kind of in Marvel universe when he's talking to Peggy Carter and uh, Captain America two. Oh yeah. And he, and he, Realize that moment where she has no idea what's going on. Mm. That that hurt. Like even though it was a little, it didn't look quite right. So that kind of took me out of it. But that was kind of a, another moment where I was, I f- was, I guess, feeling kind of bad about mm-hmm. that whole shenanigans. No, I would say I was lost. more sad about I had a date at the end of Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, that was sad too. That was sad too. 
Like, I think that was probably... I was more sad during that. Oh, gosh. So did we get your emotions up yet, audience? Yeah. If, what, tell us what your saddest moment yeah. is in the comments below. Or you could tweet me, the hashtag Chase... Uh, the, tweet me at Chase Bunker, the hashtag. Thanks for making me cry. So I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's an unanimous. We're going to have to just attach uh, balloons to uh, Curtis. Oh. <laughs> have him float oh, away. That's, have him float that's away. Terrifying. That's terrifying. I'm terrified of heights. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> we got to make sacrifices, Curtis. So, all right. Them. So, let, okay. Right. So, you mentioned the probably the best one with Up. Where does Up rank yeah, I agree. against David Tennant and Butterfree? I would, I would rank. Up is such a universally well-told story in about five minutes. Like, you understand, like, it's about five or ten minutes, right? The intro part to Up? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the two are even... definitely at the two ends of an extreme, right, as far as time investment. You need five minutes to understand the Up one. You need five seasons to understand the <laughs> David Tennant one. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. I, I think I cr- actually cried during the David Tennant one. I just felt really sad during the Up one. Um, the hard part about the David Tennant one was... He was such a mainstay, and he was probably my favorite doctor as well. Like yeah, I feel like he was the one every American's favorite yeah. doctor I mean, into the series. So I felt it was very difficult, and I still find it very difficult to get past his seasons of Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like I Matt Smith and Capaldi are bad. Smith. It's just David no, Tennant's no, no, no. just, just so no, good, really good. Really good. I, I really like Matt Smith. I like Matt Smith just as much as David Tennant, actually. Really? Um, really? I think. Uh, Wait till season yeah, seven. Peter Capaldi, not, not not so not so much. Oh, I've seen all of them now except oh, for the okay. most recent season. Wow, you are impressive, sir. I stopped. Mm. Um, but I I think the David Tennant ranks higher for me personally, just because there's more payoff because you had to invest so much time before, and subsequently you still think about him afterwards in comparison to the new Doctors, right? So I think there's a bit more substance there than, yeah. than just a five minute short that really hits you in the feels yeah um mm-hmm. what do you think of capaldi see real quick you talking to me yeah uh, peter capaldi um he's uh, very different i thought matt smith and david tennant were similar enough in their eccentricities that you know the transition wasn't so words. crazy peter capaldi was a big change Yes, you know, the age difference is extreme. His attitude is much more um, objective and coarse. You know, um, I like him. I I'm not sure he's really gotten a great storyline yet. Yeah. So we'll I haven't see. seen the most recent season, but I've seen the the previous one or or two. I forget I've heard how many is it now. The most recent season has has done significantly better from some of my friends. But... Well, that's okay. good. I, it's not on Netflix now. Actually, none of it's on Netflix. Yeah, as it's of, gone. As of it's yesterday. I finished it just in time. Good, good for you. Good on so, you. For good for you. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll see the most recent season, and but at, at the point I'm at yet, I think he's just not being utilized. Uh, maybe as well as the others have been. He's a great actor. I like Capaldi, but the storyline just hasn't grabbed me yet. Okay. For his character. Murph, what were you about to say? Oh, nothing. All right, cool. <laughs> nothing. Sorry, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm on a. I'm on BuzzFeed, and I'm looking at the saddest. The, the saddest uh, ever. He's trying to prove to us. Oh, I have emotions, oh, oh, guys. Yeah. Well, Is it? Do I have to? Do I have to? Uh, Are you gonna pull the light? Oh, my, my voice quivered. I was just thinking about the uh, "How I Met Your Mother" episode. Oh you, my! God. With the countdown. Are you talking about with the the father? Yeah. Oh, I you know, I've seen that. That was, oh man, uh, where yeah, that one it was that was so out of left field that it really kind of took a moment to steady yourself after that one. That especially like when the first you feel time. like the butt dial. Yeah. It's like oh no, it's just a butt dial. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, oh man, King, maybe I didn't cry during Lion King. Eh, that was. It was because sad. there was the evil Scar, and yeah, that was. But Scar's so cool. <laughs> long live, mind you, that was probably the best killing line ever. Like, let's be honest. Like, long live yeah, the I, king, I, I, and he I, shoves him. Like, that's the best line yeah, ever. I think, 
I think it's it's it would be sad, but Scar is just like fuck yeah, I'm Scar. <laughs> you said it once. Not gonna edit. Um, now I also thought Tron Legacy towards the end. What is wrong with? You? I thought I I, did, I didn't cry. I was just saddened <laughs> by it. Where he just like where clues okay. like why it's like it's he's my son and then there goes it, the grid it contains element of human emotion yeah man i i kind of have a i want to say boromir but i know that one's not very sad either yeah. because you never really also I, I he's just, he is fighting some orcs like a badass he, yeah yes like, he goes i think out his badassery makes it uh much more uh Palpable. Finnick and during the Hunger Games. Like what, like nine, ten arrows before he goes down? Something insane like that. Three really big arrows. Big arrows. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. Um, Well, he's definitely playing D and D. Finnick during the Hunger Games. That's all. (laughs) You see that meme right where they say, "All right, the hobbits are being attacked by orcs. What do you do? I go in with swords drawn to to rescue them. You see a a nap one (laughs) on dice, and then you see Boromir lying down." I love those. I love those so much. Gosh. Uh, uh, gosh. Um, By the way, for those who are watching on now, for those who are watching on Twitch right now, I have the title "Farewells and Stairwells." Like they're probably waiting. Like, where's the stair part coming in? Like, there's none. There's none. I'm just gonna name the episode that. It's like that's clever. Whatever. Deal with it. Uh, some what you mean? Some moments of uh, pure elation, I guess is the correct. Uh, well, if we're still going, I was going to suggest what's the next thing? <laughs> we can keep going on our emotional spree. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, are we just going to go through like the entire emotional yeah. spectrum? Like what pissed us off the most? The mist, the ending. There you go. <laughs> That's probably pretty good. Yeah. All of um, Contact. That movie was shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Happiness. Troll two. All of it. Yeah, Troll Two is funny though. At least I watched Contact the room again. I watched happiness. Oh. oh, happiness. All right. Uh, I watched the room, uh, the riff tracks of the room with uh, my girlfriend. Oh. Gosh, that is just so, so hysterical. Like to the point where we said, like I thought of this. Like if we were, if this relationship works out and we have a kid, I would be tempted to name my son Mark. Just that every time I come home, I just go, Oh, hi, Mark. And he would never know the whole reason behind it until he turns 18. It's like, son, you want to know how you got your name? Because I wanted happiness, and I got it with this. So I can, I can say my moment of awe. So we're going emotional spectrum here. Okay. Would be the first time Neo dodges bullets in The Matrix. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was probably that moment where I just was like, my jaw just hit the ground. Because he was mm-hmm. doing all this really cool stuff, and then all of a sudden he's dodging bullets okay as much as that movie has not aged well and especially because of the sequels like the, the first matrix is still pretty cool really yeah. good yeah absolutely i would absolutely. say that's when they're I mean, more practical though yeah yeah in a different and as much form as it is a product of the the 90s in a different form of all i would say because it's the one thing that sticks out with me was the scene in Watchmen where Ozymandias is telling the plan and he goes, what, do you think I'm just some comic book villain? I did this 30 minutes ago. And that was my like, oh! And I just like... (laughs) It's like, that is brilliant! That's a really good line. It is! That is is a movie... That is a movie with with some really good moments mixed with some really awful moments. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But like besides uh, like the uh, minus the big uh, blue penis, like that's a good like it was still just like whoo <laughs> So really just the whole hallelujah sequence is was just awful. <laughs> yeah, that's what are you doing? Well I remember Who the joke that was a good idea. I remember the joke when we all watched this at the theater and everyone said that I should lose my virginity to that song just to try to quote recreate that moment. <laughs> Flamethrower and all. God. Oh, the, my girlfriend at the time hated Hallelujah. Like she liked the Jeff Buckley song, but she hated any form of like deeper tone. So I probably just went Hallelujah, and then like bam, hate like slapping and everything. All right, well, it was a bad. It wasn't even a good rendition of the song. That was the biggest problem. Hallelujah! Like, no, that was the original version of the song. 
Was it really? I no, think that was the Leonard like, Cohen no, version. Curtis like, doesn't like the original version. <laughs> no, it's, it's a poorly song. Like, I guess there's like... Yeah, that's Leonard like, Cohen. Okay. Like, that's what, like, that's his... He has that low, like, low-sounding voice. That's his thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, but it's not. It's, no. First, there's better we versions. take Manhattan. Then we take Berlin. That was a good song. Anyways, um... Well, we got 30 minutes left, because I know we have a hard 8 o'clock shutoff. So let's talk about Hearthstone, because mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's going to take another 29 minutes, so I have to rush the outro. All right. <laughs> so, because, good lord, we can only talk about sad stuff for so long. Um, oh, I know. It's super depressing. Yeah. So, Hearthstone made a bunch of big changes that included a standard and a wild mode. Um, I believe if I... Maybe I read this wrong, that you can't even get certain cards after uh, from Naxxramas anymore. Am I wrong with that, Clegg? Or Murph? Uh, I didn't read th- that. What I read was that the standard mode is, is available to all players, but it is the new uh, competitive mode, meaning you will have access in this mode to all cards from this year and last year. So there will be a rolling... Uh, roster of cards they will cycle some out so in competitive play you can't use uh naxxramas cards for example i think that's the comparison you're making because they came out more than a year a year or two years ago right so this if you were to play on the last day of this year you've got this year and last year's cards to work with so you can't use naxxramas cards in standard mode anymore wild mode is like the game is right now you can put whatever you want in your deck and just play there so I'm going to to chase what you said is kind of true. Um, when they when they roll this out, you will no longer be able to buy the Noxramus Adventure. Uh, however, you will be able to craft those cards with dust. No, that's stupid. Right? I didn't why know they were you... taking it out of the store. Yeah, why really? would you take take away Noxramus? Meaning you can't do the bosses anymore either. Yeah, I know. It's uh so I'm I'm going to quote quoting from from battle.net adventures and expansions that are not part of the standard format will no longer be available for purchase from the shop this year. That includes Naxxramas and goblins versus gnomes. If you want any cards that you missed out on for wild play or just want to fill out your collection, you'll be able to craft them using arcane dust, even cards from adventures that were previously uncraftable. So wait, does that mean we can't even buy goblins and gnomes packs anymore? You would not be able to buy goblin and gnome packs. What, so like, if you had them in your collection... They're not um, getting, you giving them away. Yeah, you right. still have them. You'll keep them, and you can continue to craft them, I suppose. But mm-hmm. Wild Format is really going to be whatever you got, you can you can put in there. You can't supplement easily or as easily anymore. And the, right. the whole point of adding this new standard mode and splitting it away from Wild is so that the competitive scene stays fresh. They don't right. want people continuing to use... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Boom, two right. years from now, right? He is the king of the meta right now. They want to cycle through so you get fresh deck and types, fresh strategies. Just so, interesting. so from what I'm seeing, this is they're taking a page from Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. which has its own kind of rotating like the biggest official tournaments are always the the, the what is it, the two latest blo- or two re- most recently released block of cards, essentially. Correct. And there's also so also like Magic, they have this something called the core, which is basically the, like the the cards that it launched with. Those will always be in standard, if you will. And so, that's exactly what they're doing here. You will you can right. always use the two most recent years of cards plus the classic. Right, classic. So those cards that they launched with, essentially. Right, makes sense. And so you, you're like so yeah your collections will at least probably everyone always has a bunch of those cards like you just get a bunch of them already so it's and they're reasonable cards they're not overpowered they're not underpowered but they'll they will always be there so there's always like value right. I guess to, what do you guys to, to think add. this does for the scene I think it's great from both the developer and player's perspective from the developers it's impossible to balance. Uh, uh, 10,000 cards, which is eventually what they would have to do on the competitive right. scene if they didn't restrict what players had access to, right? You, you can't do that. If uh, And from the player's perspective, I don't want to go to the shop and see 20 different types of card packs to choose from, right? 
Right now, there's three. Yeah, three or four. Three. Right. Well, yeah, that already like... feels like a lot to me. Well, it's it's three or four, and then you probably need all the cards from the Exoramus. You probably need all the ones from Iron, whatever. Blackrock. You need the, all the ones from the Adventure, uh, whatever the Adventure League expansion they put out. Which is right. so fun. Serious about being competitive for sure. If if well, I could interject for a second, um, one of the one of the things that kind of concerns me is you won't be able to buy those cards from the other one, but you can still craft them, right? I mean, it's, yes, yes, it's fine. Um, but will some of them not be? You can't use them. Is that is that how that works? Or? So so like so there's ranked play, and then there's yeah. just like unranked play. So in yeah. ranked play, they're going to restrict which ones you can use. In but unranked play, everything goes. Everything goes. Anything gotcha. goes. So they they have an equivalent of that in basically magic, which is like you can use anything. I forget what it's called. It has e e something. So there's there's standard, which is whatever. Then there's like right. a slightly there's extended, which is a slightly larger group of cards. There's something called modern, which is an even larger group of cards. Then there's something called uh, there's a legacy, which is everything, Correct. which is quite frankly insane. terrifying. Yeah, correct. You have correct. no idea what you're going to come up against. Like, and then there's and then there's like casual play, right? There's yep. just hey, I got these decks. And and from a viewer's perspective, I'm watching an esports tournament. It is way more engaging if I can see the two players. They they kind of know what each other have in their deck. They so they've strategized against that. Like I know this is a a, right. a, a mech mage, so I've built this deck to counter that. You will not get that sort of play counterplay interaction if you have 20 decks to choose from and there are 30 different right. mage decks out there right you just you won't get that lineup so well, actually, narrowing it down really focuses the efforts i think actually no you're gonna what you're actually going to see and if magic is any example is you'll actually see a kind of a larger diversity of decks and if if they just kept everything open there would only be one or two decks that are viable like so, there'll be there'll be a dominant deck, and then maybe a deck that can counter that deck. Uh, but in 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 Magic, when you have the standard, standard generally blocks. Generally, it in, at the beginning, it's like completely open. Nobody knows what's good. But towards the end of the you know the cycle of standard, uh, things kind of filter down to like four or five really competitive decks. Right. So, but the thing is, there's always this. You're always in this kind of constant period, or eventually, you the the next you know uh, expansion comes out. So there, you're never too far away from that crazy time period where nobody knows what's going on. So right. do you and think just that one OP card getting retired, right? Right, because exactly. Eventually, it's yeah. just not in the roster. Yeah, anymore. that was one thing that upset me because, like, if you remember, I had the I had the online poll, what should I craft? Because I had a golden millhouse mana storm. That card just sucks. And I eventually got Dr. Boom, which I was either that or Alexstrasza. And the fact that now Dr. Boom is now kind of going, is now incorrect. Like now it's not, excuse me, not incorrect. It's now like being taken out essentially. Because well, wild is anything goes, right? Wild is, I can't use You can play your Dr. Boom forever. Okay. Right. But in the competitive scene, he will be out. And that's where... That's where their focus really is because, yeah. you know, it's an eSport now. It's one of the largest ones out there, so they need to make sure it's engaging and it's interesting. And, I, and I've got a secret for all of you. We are what? never going to be able to play competitively at the eSport level uh, Hearthstone. Like, nope. you're just not. You no, don't have no. enough time. No, no, we don't have enough money. Like, the amount of money time, they... You don't have enough money. That was the thing that impre- a- like that surprised me. Like, when I watched... Like, you sent me, I think, like, two or three games, Clegg. And just the amount of golden cards that they have is oh, yeah. astonishing. It's like, granted, like they spend hundreds, sometimes even thousands of dollars day yeah, one no. because Jeez. they have to have the competitive edge. They need the cards right. so they can start climbing yeah. the ladder to get the points they need to go to these tournaments to win more money. So you've got to invest from their perspective. Now, exactly. if you are, um, let me ask you this: If you're Blizzard, do you have a sale? For all goblin and gnome cards and Naxxramas. If you're smart, you do. If you're smart, you do. Absolutely. Because it's, it's really weird to me that they spent all this development time to make this really fun and funny 
adventure yeah. mode called Naxxramas with these interesting boss mechanics and mm-hmm. funny dialogue. Like the uh, what's his face? Yeah, Kevin like that was a really funny character. Yeah, to cut all that content out. I'm, it's odd. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm a little weirded out by that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to I see. Mean, like, yeah, that, that's I, the I, thing that baffles like me. Is like get the cards, but that's gameplay that they're just removing. Yeah, like I don't and mind maybe, the fact that like. I don't mind the fact that, okay, you ha- you're taking away goblins and gnomes and you're going to keep your core. Okay. Like, I was peeved about that, but it's like you're taking away an instance. Like, that. that's like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft literally just taking out Anixia. Like, you know what? This instance, this raid is just done. We're never gonna, This is never going to come back. So, you haven't beat it yet? Too bad. Like, I feel like that's, like, so, I don't know right. why you would do that. It looks like it might be some kind of a pressure because even if you've purchase the adventure uh you can so it, <clears throat> speaking of adventures if you've purchased at least the first wing of an adventure before it cycled out you'll be able to finish acquiring and playing the remaining wings so maybe i don't know maybe it's just like a hey you better buy at least one of them in case you ever want to play this yeah that's it's very strange odd. yeah like i don't know yeah. but it really is it would make more sense for my from, from a player perspective, to just give out the content for free because it keeps your players engaged because someone who's never played the Naxxramas content all of a sudden has access right. to so many more cards. It yeah. makes me more interested in the game, and, and that's great. And you know what? I, if it's two years after the, that wing launched, the likelihood that a player who never bought it in the first place right. is going to suddenly decide to buy it is very, very low. So, so I feel I like mean, they're not losing much money there. May, or maybe, I mean, they have the statistics, right? They maybe they might look at their whatever and they said, Okay, we only sold we only sold like ten Naxxramuses this week, guys. Like it's we can probably pull it out. Right, or open it up for free because it's right. gameplay. That's hours of gameplay. Yeah, so who, the, yeah, maybe it'll maybe it'll be player. Maybe it'll become who knows, like a, a the tavern brawl or whatever. Or Oh, but, that would be interesting. Or this is probably maybe their theory how do we increase sales? Let's say that we're getting rid of it and force oh, yeah. people. That would be that would be right. a real dick, dick move. It I mean, it is, but I mean, let's face it, it's also the same uh, company that I takes like us five days to get a ticket resolved. So I wouldn't put it past them. Idea better. Make it make mm. it a, a, a tavern brawl. One yeah. boss, uh, you know, this week. Yeah, who, who, yeah, like I mean, again, like they have much more stats than we do, obviously. Correct. So sure. they they know how many people are buying Naxxramas a week. And what it, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I mean, right. it's not like it's gameplay that I would go back and play like more than once ever, yeah. right? So it's not like, repeat content, but it's still odd that it's just being nixed. That's all. Like, I mm-hmm. still haven't finished Blackrock, I need to, and I'm I'm not planning on buying Explorers just because Explorers is fun. I, I will, it I'll, is, but like, that. I'm not sure I, I want to play any more of it. Like, that's oh, okay. the thing mm-hmm. that makes sense, but I like. I, I think of the three explorers was probably the most fun just because of like the minecart well, was fun. Like they, they did things to kind of like change it up a bit. Like the the thing, like I'm sure I would have fun with it, but it is yeah. like twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's and, the thing. Like, for twenty five bucks, I can probably buy a full like game. Darkest Dungeon. What? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could buy Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> yeah, you like, should. Do, do I want to play League of Explorers so or do I want to play Darkest Dungeon? Well, yeah, I, I, Dungeon. that's when I like I save up the gold until I get to like, and I'll buy the wings with gold until I right. get to like the last two, which is then like ten dollars. So then I just buy it. Right. Well, that, that's the thing though. Like, I don't. I'm not playing Hearthstone every day, so I don't have yeah. the whatever. Mm-hmm. Understandable. So, um, speaking of games you can buy, I just beat Wolfenstein: The New Order last night. That's a good ah, game. That was a good, a good game. game. That so, is a sp- that game has a better narrative than it has a right to. Yeah, <laughs> I was really surprised. Like for like a Wolfenstein game, which is normally just like mindless violence, like that was a good story. Ending, yeah. eh, but I mean, again, that is a it is a better ending than that game deserves. As if you played the original Wolfenstein, like what? Which you okay, you've played okay, you've played uh, the original Wolfenstein. Um, okay, I guess this is kind of spoilers, but kind of not. When he it's says fine. his... No, when he says the name Totenkampf, does that mean anything to the previous... 
Wolfenstein. Isn't that the, one of the guys who? Isn't that one of the guys who dies in the whatever? Totally, like he's Death's head. Super specific. Oh, and uh, Death's head is like you need to call me by remember. my real name, Totem Comp, for whatever. I forget. Like I don't know if that was supposed to like actually mean anything. I don't know. Probably it probably means something somewhere, but eh. Yeah, but either way, it was a good game. I hated the yeah. Sopranos like ending, but it was still a good game. I mean, you can admit it was kind of Sopranos like, right? I, I've never beaten it, so it's not a big deal. All right, I've never seen the end of Sopranos. I, I haven't so. played it. Okay, all right. Uh, and I'm just starting Mass Effect for the first time, so that's gonna be another 80 hours of gameplay. Oh wow, really? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, stop after two, you'll be happier. No, yeah, that's I what my roommate was saying. I, I, honestly, I disagree. I think two ends in a perfectly logical way, and you just don't even need to finish. I it. I think that the ending of three is not good, but I do think that three, the middle of three, is really good. There is a point in time where you're going to get to the final battle, and I think the final battle is a huge waste of time and not even good. Uh, I, I I can't disagree, but I do think that there is enough gameplay in 3 that it is worth playing, especially now that it is $10. Yeah, and if you can get some of the DLC, I guess it's worth it. Um, 2 had some really solid DLC. I don't know if you yeah. got any of the DLC. With I don't it. know. Yeah, like I'm I, saying, I the best it, in the but... series is 2. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, two, yeah, like, okay. two is like you decide to go off the books kind of deal and do all the really bad stuff. <laughs> At least that's right. how I played it. Did you guys do, two, like, yeah, well, how, which mode did you get, or what style did you play? Did you go soldier, I vanguard, every, engineer? I have played every style. Uh, in the first one, it is easiest to go soldier. That's what um, I've heard. I, I went vanguard play. just because I thought that sounded cool. Yeah. So uh, The second one, those classes mean something. Yeah, and they actually start to every single build is a logical build. Uh, first one, in my opinion, there was no logic build except for I mean it worked pretty well. I think I played Vanguard first too, Chase. It's what is that shotgun and sniper? Is that it's the... shotgun and pistols, and then you get the biotic weapons or the biotic abilities. Yeah, so that's why I was like, are, okay, I can go mage if I wanted to, or if I can go hunter if I wanted to. So yeah, okay, those are all good. So. It's weird. It's hard to like. I think in two they're all really good. I don't think I don't think there is a class that I say is is bad. No, in two there, two and three, the, all the classes mean something. Like I, um, the one I would say like don't play is probably the soldier, just because its special yeah. abilities is kind of weird. But then again, you get to use all of the guns. Yeah, that's the so thing. Like, I wish I could play assault rifle. Like I wish I could use it or well, use it effectively. If I may, if I could personally make a suggestion for one playthrough as a soldier, you're yeah. gonna have a better time than one if you if you play through as a soldier because they were kind of flirting with the idea of classes and it kind of works but it kind of doesn't. Like the spells are good but they're not great, and at the end of the day, a shotgun to the face ends up working better than yeah. than uh, any of those super mage powers. In the second one, though, those mage powers become a little ridiculous, and some of them start you combine powers yeah. together and stuff. Um, the one I kind of yeah, oof. I kind of want to say like adept is a really good playthrough for yeah. two. The other thing I will tell you is three had voice support. I don't know if the PC version did. Um, if it did work really well when I used it, I used to be able to yell at people and tell them to do things, and they would do them. Like SoCom style, really? That's cool. What was it? Like SOCOM style? Yeah, yeah, like like I at one point I was like, Liara, move here, and she moved there, and I said, Do blank. Liara, do blank. And she did that. And I said, and I did something at the same time and it created a larger explosion. So nice. it's like it really for me it worked out well, but that's when I was using my connect or whatever, and that's all I was using. Oh yeah, so I, was, okay. I, I did it on PS three, so it didn't really So I don't know if PC didn't really have that. So, yeah. all right, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Anyways. Well, that is it for today's show, Curtis. You want, since you know you're the today public speaking, do you want to do the outro? Yeah, sure. Uh, what do I need to say? Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com/slash that new show show. I'm sorry. What? Facebook.com/slash that new show show. The outro. 
and I'll do I'll do the last word. How about that? Okay, we'll do that. Uh, Facebook.com slash that new show show. You can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker. You can follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. Make sure you also check out our YouTube channel as well if you're listening on a podcast or if you're watching us via Twitch, YouTube.com slash that new show show. We have a bunch of uh, other videos that we're going to be doing and uh, also already have up. Check out Murph's uh, Let's Play channel with his friend Mike, uh, Mike's Mum Tomato. And you can follow him on Twitter at Dork Knight Show. Um, other than yep. that, Curtis, take it away. All right. I just I just wanted to say thank you to the rest of the panel. You guys have been awesome, and I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and thanks to Chase for putting this all together. It's been a real fun year. Um, it's just one of those things that sometimes you can't well, you get around bigger the way and better you projects. feel about things. Yeah. Well, you also have bigger and prior, better projects what? to do anyway, so... No, not bigger and better projects. Just you <laughs> bigger. Know, it's uh, being recorded makes me uncomfortable. Well, I wasn't gonna say like I wasn't that like I know that like it, that wasn't the reason why you're also leaving because I know that you also got like schoolwork and everything and like it's gonna be busy. It's yeah. gonna be hard for you. So like that's I, not I the reason why you're go- leaving. You got other things I going have other on. Things going on, but at the same time, the, one of the main reasons is I don't feel terribly comfortable being recorded. All this right. Is one of those things that has always been a thing for me. I didn't realize it was a thing until very recently. And it makes me stutter and it makes me do all sorts of other weird and funny and exciting things. But what I would just like to say <laughs> is exciting uh, things. you guys are awesome. Um, these guys are just super cool. Keep watching them. They're going to be awesome for you guys. We'll um, try. And other than that, uh, you know, see you Space Cowboy, I guess is the ending of all that. Alright. So, gosh, this got sad all of a sudden. The real folk blues, haun tunnel. Curtis, don't leave me with them. <laughs> so, for Curtis Coe, or for Daniel Clegg, Murph Murphy, and one last time for Curtis Coe, I'm Chase Bunker. Have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.